Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our second annual summer road tour powered by Echo, Kohler Engines, Site One, and Nice Job. We are traveling the country, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mitchell's Lawn Care New Shop in Colfax, North Carolina. I'm joined here with Lamont Hairston. How you doing? Casey Turner. What's going on? Mitchell Gordy. What's happening? And I'd like to say thank you to the sponsors that made this tour all possible. Echo, nice job, Site One, and Kohler Engines. I really appreciate them giving me the opportunity to come on out here. And uh, Mitchell just took me out to uh, Mexican. Uh, restaurant and yes, uh, had sir. some steak burritos. So thank you for your hospitality. It was delicioso. Si, senor. Yeah. <laughs> so. And uh, Mama, I was just hanging out with you in Texas a couple weeks ago, man. Yes, sir. Sure was. So it's, it's great to be up here uh, in your guys' new shop. So go ahead and, and for everyone listening and uh, watching, just give a, a 30 to 60 second uh, bio of, of your business. Uh, I'm Lamont Harrison with Harrison Property Management out of Stone, North Carolina. Um, very small, 25, 30 clients, um, solo, do have a part-time helpers. Um, we do mostly lawn care and, and light landscaping, mulch, pine needles, brush removal, no hardscaping, no retaining walls, nothing like that just yet. Casey. Uh, Casey Turner, Turner's Yards and More 2. My dad had the first one and we've, uh, he retired and shut that one down a little bit. He's still doing a little bit on the side, but... Mostly uh, lawn care and turf treatments. Don't really like the hardscaping with the logistics and everything. Been in the industry about 24 years now. Started in commercial world and got tired of employees. So now I'm out on my own solo op. About 30 clients. Trooper Gordy. You, you just had to, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> no, because <I> <laughs> Mitchell's so kind at the Hype House. I was listening back to our interview. And we remember sitting on the balcony. And I called you Officer Gordy, and you didn't yeah. even correct me. And I was listening back, and I was like, oh, man, that's never going to happen again. Well, that's because so. mentally I threw you over the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, just try to redeem myself. We'll, we'll let uh, Jason Creel redeem himself yeah. next uh, February. He's such a nice guy. Uh, Mitchell Gordy, uh, newly located in Colfax, North Carolina, here at my new shop. Um, very blessed to be able to host you fellas today. And I've uh, been in business. This is my 12th season and, uh, you know, lawn care, landscaping, just like these fellas. Um, and uh, I'm just happy to be here. 
If you want to know my story, tune into uh, one of your episodes early on. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you you've been uh, you've been on the show like five or six times. So yeah, glad to be here. Tell us a little bit of the story of how this all came together. We were chatting off air about how material prices have just like all across the board have skyrocketed. You kind of not that this was a cheap endeavor, but you kind of got in right before everything peaked. Yeah, I got in when the getting was good, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, so w- the process, guys, looking at this and watching your videos and Instagram, like, man, I want one of those. Kind of walk us from how it started to how it actually is, you know, almost complete. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, um, you know, preface it with, you know, if you want to see the whole build of this, uh, I documented the whole thing on my YouTube channel, YouTube channel. So you can check that out. Um, at Mitchell's Long Care LLC, little plug, but, uh, this was a brainchild of when I was running full time and I had a crew working for me. So that's why this building is the size that it is, uh, because I wanted everything to be under one roof, all vehicles, trailers, you name it. I wanted everything under here. Um, and uh, decided to scale back uh, late 2019, but the ball was already rolling for this this building, and uh, I, I didn't want to stop it. So now it's uh, you know business slash personal use, and it's been a fun process. Uh, a little stressful. It was like three min- uh, three months behind schedule being finished because we had such a wet winter if y'all remember that mm-hmm. um, it seems like it rained every single day um, you know so it, it was it was delayed but um yeah material has skyrocketed and uh, if I'm not mistaken uh, I did a little bit of homework a couple months ago and uh, the, the building kits on these things have almost doubled from what I paid for it so I, I got lucky and and you know you said Paul it, it it wasn't cheap but it was definitely cheaper than it is now so I kind of feel bad for the guys that are maybe jumping into this now, but this was 12 years in the making, you know, it didn't happen overnight. So uh, I've had guys message me, you know, well, what, why does a single, you know, solo man need this big of a building? Well, he doesn't, you know, newsflash. I don't need this big of a building, you know? Um, but it was a brainchild when I had guys working for me in three trucks and all that crap. So, um, I'm, I'm blessed to have it and I don't take it for granted, but, uh, anybody can have it through, through hard work. Yeah. What's the process of, you know, getting someone to build it. You, you mentioned the kit with some of the materials, but how do you go about actually, the, what's the various steps to, to make it happen? Abbreviated I'll, version. I know it's all on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, I served as the general contractor for this. Okay. Okay. I'm not a licensed contractor, but I served as the general contractor. So it was up to me to subcontract out the work. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much just find guys that did the things I needed to do. Just like in our industry, you know, if I don't do something, we'll find somebody that does it. Like I don't spray, you know, chemical treatments Casey does so I sub him out um you know so it was just like this it was just picking up the phone and calling like hey do you know anybody that does this no I don't but I know this guy um got anywhere from two to four quotes on everything so I I had a contractor that did my grading and concrete Uh, I had a contractor that did the actual construction of the the building kit and I had a, a electrical contractor and had to do all that in accordance with Guilford County code, you know, so everything was inspected, you know, through the processes. Um, but uh, it was a learning experience. I've never been a quote con- or general contractor on a job like this. So, uh, but that's, that's how you do it. If you don't have a contractor doing it for you, then you have to be the GC. Yeah. What was the biggest hiccup throughout the whole process? Weather delays. Yeah. Um, luckily I hired really good contractors that knew what they were doing. Uh, they knew how to do things by code. So 
I think it failed inspection twice on something very minor that they could just adjust. Like I didn't have uh, gutters on it at the time when the inspector came by and he failed it because based on the square footage of the roof, um, it being a residential property, you know, erosion this, erosion that, it had to have gutters and downspouts, but I had already had them ordered, Mm -hmm. um, but he came before they were on, so it failed. Um, But uh, the biggest hiccup was just weather delays and, and you can't control that. And then what about uh, over there? Uh, you got the house uh, going simultaneously. What's that been like building a dream house? That, uh, that, <laughs> that's Hannah's place. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm kind of like hands off that because I, I did what I wanted to do here. And I was, I was very hands on with the construction of this shop. Um, you know, I was stressing about this and all the details of it. And once this thing was done, uh, you know, the, the shop got finished and the construction on the house started. And uh, I just looked at Hannah and I was like, felt like I kind of like tossed the softball to her and I was like, now it's your turn. Have fun, you know, <laughs> but, uh, it, uh, it's been another, uh, wide or, or eye opening experience because I've never built a house before. Neither has she. And there's, you know, 40 details to one with the house compared to this place. Um, so I've learned a ton doing that. Uh, but it's just like anything that you do in your life. If, if you haven't experienced it, someone else has, you know, so just call people, pick their brain. You know, we've done posts on social media, like, Hey, we're doing this with our house or we're doing this, you know, what's recommendations, da, 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 da. Um, you know, so getting, you know, real world experiences from other people has helped guide us to where we are now. Cool. Well, that segues me into, uh, talking some lawn care here. I wanted to hear each of you guys's, uh, seasons going, and uh, Lamont, we'll, we'll uh, start with you, man. What's been uh, going on? Is it kind of mid-July here, middle middle of the season? How's your uh, season been going? It's going pretty good. It's better than it was last year. Um, I picked up, I think, six or seven new clients this year. My goal was 25 to 30, and I'm halfway there, so I've probably got uh, probably another five or six, and I'll be at 30. But we mow three days a week. Um, my big ride is on Wednesdays, and um. We got mo Tuesday, Thursday. I'm sorry, mo Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I work at Lowe's in the evening time. A couple of those other days, but uh, it's been going good, man. So, is your schedule at Lowe's set? You work the same day each week, or is it they just kind of? It varies, but I but I don't work till after but I don't work till after four p.m. Okay, so I work four to nine in the evenings, and then I get out there about seven thirty o'clock in the morning, and and we start our routes, and usually we're done by one thirty two between one thirty and three o'clock. What services are you offering uh, this season? Um, weekly mowing, mulch pine needles, um, river rock insulation, if you can find it. Um, and that's been a big <laughs> issue here this year. Yeah. River rock has been like scarce here this year. But I mean, ben, Dam- ben Naaman seems to find it everywhere. <laughs> he must live in a quarry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know he lives in a different country, don't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, Alabama. he's in Alabama. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah, what Brian hey, said. Get, yeah, I heard it. That was an inside joke. Get, get your uh, mic a little closer, Lamont. You're uh, a soft talker. Uh, I want to I want to ask him a question. So, Lamont, yes. I'm, I'm very proud of you this year because you have got new clients. You and I have talked a bunch, you yes, know, as the season was starting. Um, so the, the people that I'm not trying to take over your show, Paul, but Go I'm very it. proud of this man this year. Um, and you know, the folks that are listening and watching, tell them something you did to, to get new customers. Cause guys listen to this, that that's a, a, a like top five question is mm-hmm. how do I get new clients? How do I get new customers? And what did you do this year? And I'm very proud of you. I'm not trying to blow smoke it, no, but no. like, I'm very proud of what you did. Um, 
So what did you do? Two things that I did that I've never done in the past. One, um, I can I had to give ninety percent of what happened this year to my wife. We actually went out and we beat the ground. When I tell you beat the ground, I mean beat the ground. We went door to door to do postcards. And then after she would go out and put them out, like she found neighborhoods that I never knew existed. And my sister-in-law's husband was a general contractor. He didn't know these neighborhoods existed. So she went to these different neighborhoods and passed out, you know, went door to door and did actual um, postcards. Within, you know, people always say the EDDM don't work. And I think it's different for everybody. So we sent out 1,500 EDDMs. I found the route that I want to get in. We sent out 1,500 EDDMs within those 1,500. They said one or 2% return. I think I picked up five clients out of 1,500 cards, which I'm, awesome. happy, which I'm happy with because on the five that I picked up, there are three on two different roads, and the roads are a quarter mile apart. And I mean, I know that's, you know, you know big metro places, that's, that's a lot, but... I can start, like, I might go mow two or three here Mitchell's location. I might go down to the bottom of the road and knock out two or three more. So those five clients are within a quarter of a mile to a mile of each other. Root Dincendia has definitely been a positive. I'm proud of my money. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm telling you. I was lighting a fire under his butt sometimes. Hey, I talked to, between him, him, and a buddy Paul who's not here, I, you know, I wear them. I don't care if it's 1230 at night. I told him, I was like, them postcards ain't going to grow legs and put themselves out. He you did. Know what I mean? He told me. Because they actually, I actually got them in 19, 2019, but my father passed away. And I got them. They came in the mail two weeks after he died. And I put out, for real, I put out maybe 20. And then I told him, I took a picture of them, sent them. He was like, well, they ain't going to grow legs and walk themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what did. I said, you know what? Like, you did some of those in 19 when you still had a full-time crew. I did door hangers every year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'd put out two, 3,000. I didn't get that. I always got like a half percent return on my stuff. Um, but, you know, half percent to one percent on 3,000, that's the, that's a pretty good return, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you lock someone in at $15,000 contract a year times, you know, 15 to 20, it adds up, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, but like I said, I'm just, I'm thankful. I don't take it for granted, not one bit. I'm very thankful. Like somebody just get us a little bit more and, you know, I've got three people that stays in my stays in my, you know, wood all the time. When are you going to let the jobs go? When are you going to let the jobs go? And I was like, I got to get to a certain place in my mind to where I'm comfortable to do it. So I'm I, waiting for him to go full-time. Well, that was my plan this year was to go full-time. And I mean, I got, I actually have a full-time route, honestly. But I got a couple of irons in the fire that the little part-time job that I got is, you know, getting rid of that. So that's the only reason why I let it go. You said yeah. in your mind, you're not going to walk away from Lowe's until something in your mind. What, what is that uh, parameter or uh, what, what are you, what's your, the line for you that you got to cross until you'll. I got two bills that I'm trying to pay off. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to be blunt, which I got two. My daddy, I answered the five. His analogy that was trying to get rid of some debt. So I got two debts I'm trying to get rid of. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, might be candid. I'm dropping a grand a month on this truck to get it out of the way. Good for you, man. I've been doing yeah. it for I've been doing it for two months. I said, you know what? I, I gotta get it out of the way. Every penny I make from Lowe's, I just take it, transfer it, transfer it, transfer it. Yeah, and that's and that's a good thing. You need to do that. If you can if you can, like my dad says, earmark one of your like I've got a client in Blues Creek. I earmark his for my new truck. Right. And as soon as I get it, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> yeah, every two every every two weeks that that amount like I got two bank accounts and that I got one account that's associated with that truck and 
when the money goes into it, and because I have, you know, you got the bank account and you got the loan, so I take that and transfer it over every two weeks automatically. What's the reasoning of that money has to come from Lowe's though, from five to nine versus you going out and picking up more, more lawn care income to pay to pay it off? I can. I guess the reason why I said that is because when not not to be no 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 uh, no I get no I'm saying <laughs> and, and, and you're right. I mean, several people have asked me the same thing. I guess because when I started Lowe's in January. That was my that was my mind frame. Like I didn't have no idea that I would pick up. I got what you. business that I picked up so so far this year, and so I guess there's a reason why that I you know like I said in March I was like you know what I need to do this. And, so, uh, so and I'm not why. putting anything against you, but uh, as compared to out here in the heat and the sun, making money is a little bit harder than probably the Lowe's job. And I don't want to say it's probably easy money, but it's probably a little easier. It's only easier due to the due to the conditions, but as far yeah. as the dealing with, if if you never done if you never had a public job, I know you worked at Carabas back in the day, Mitchell's a Mitchell's a highway patrol. If you never worked, <laughs> <laughs> well, keep say, going, keep going. Apologize. Keep but going. But I'm saying like, if you never dealt with the public, man, a lot of people can't deal with the public. Yeah. So I still know. can't. <laughs> 15 years later I'm still trying to figure it out <laughs> I don't think I don't think nobody ever figure it out no but you know I mean I and like I said I I'm, I honestly could you know now I sit back and think about it I probably could let that one go and honestly do this and, and be okay I mean my wife's been telling me for months let it go let it go let it go so that's I mean she gave me the green light three months ago and so I'm just I don't know I just I just got to get something to click in here for me to walk away from. I'm going to call Lowe's and tell them to fire you. And that'll work. be done. That'll be the green light. That'll work. But like nicely in that way. Yes. They'll be like, Lamar, you, your services are no longer needed here. That, hey, that, that might be what needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I don't know. Like I said, mid-season, it's kind of hard to pick up clients here now. I'm not saying it can't be done. But mid-season, I mean, you know. Here in North Carolina, man, I mean, it, like in May, you know, that's one of the worst droughts we've had since 18. Summer 18, yeah. We ha- I had, I have one client that um, I mowed just one time in the month of May. I mean, I rode by our house every week. Paul, we were, we were talking about that at lunch. Yeah. And before that, summer 16 was real rough. May and June, I remember that. Because I tell you about the ragged mow I had and, you know, it was in the shop, and I didn't mow for three weeks because the grass hadn't grew. I had one yard out of my ten I had the time to grow. I just hope I just hope we're not in the same boat that we were in 2018, where we had the drought in May, and the, then two hurricanes. Ju- yeah, and then July and August kind of came through, and then the end of August into September it started to dry back out, and then here comes GIE. And no kidding, we get to up to GIE and it starts pouring down rain here. We got like mm-hmm. four inches. Yep. yep. <laughs> We had uh, so none of us were hesitant about going to GIE except when we got up there. Everybody's calling us like, "Uh, it's raining cats and dogs down here." We're like, oh, good, then we'll have we'll have something to do when we get back. That's true. <laughs> I know one hurricane we got seven inches over the course of we got seven inches in twelve Matthew. hours. Wasn't that Matthew? I think so. Mm-hmm. And then one oh. we got twelve inches, and we got seven. We got twelve inches in four days. But it's nothing like when Texas got that twenty some inches. You know, back in the first part of the May. I mean, they got like twenty three inches in like. Two days. They're sitting underwater now. But yeah, that that day will click, man. It'll click. I know. But you know, I I the the, the more I go to work, and I'm just like, 
Like, why am I wasting my time? Like last summer, I had a little, when I worked at Lowe's and the pandemic first hit, I mean, sorry, when I worked at AutoZone and the pandemic first hit, I worked a little job at a grocery store behind AutoZone and Eden. And I'm at stocking the shelves, making seven twenty five an hour. And I just clicked in my head. I was like, what are you doing? You're making $76 for 12 hours of work, four days a week, you know, three days a week, four hours a day. And I'm like, dude, you can make $76 in two hours mowing two yards. Easy. And so I, I quit. I had to walk out. I didn't walk out. I put my notice in. I said, man, you know, I got to roll. This is not worth my time. <laughs> Your time's worth more. Yeah. 76 bucks was it? Three twenty a month? No, <laughs> I'd rather pick up one yard and visit them four times a year, four times in a month, and make it. <laughs> yeah, and he's right. And so, but now that I see it, you know, to be like, you're killing yourself, and I'm like, well, you know, you know, you got to do what other people want to get what other people aren't. Mm-hmm. You know, Mitchell didn't get a forty by sixty building and twenty four foot trailer and a you know nice ram, you know, twiddling his thumbs and selling hot dogs, you know. So. I wish. That was <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but you know, Eddie, you have to put in work. I don't care what you do, whether it's losing weight, getting out of debt, you have to put in the work. Oh yeah. You know. Hey guys, I got to uh, check on the equipment and everything. So we're going to kick it back to Mr. Producer in the ATL and uh, we'll have more with the North Carolina boys coming right up as the summer road tour rolls on from Mitchell Colfax. Where are we at? Colfax. 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 Col. Colfax, North Carolina. We'll be right (laughs) back, guys. Yeah, this is just a job. Kind of like this is just a blower. You're just some friends taking in the fall colors. The Echo PB9010. 220 mile per hour wind speeds. 1100 cubic feet per minute. Bye bye. It's just the most powerful backpack blower in the world. So maybe that was just a job after all. Echo. Power on and on. Kohler introduces an industry-first 300-hour oil change kit. The innovative oil change kit includes new Kohler Pro 10W50 full synthetic oil and Kohler Pro Extended Life oil filter, which when paired together, triple the oil change interval in Kohler gas engines from 100 hours to 300 hours. You can reduce your annual oil change costs by up to 50% while improving equipment uptime and productivity. Kohler Pro 10W50 oil is engineered for increased wear protection under extreme operating conditions. Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits are available for most Kohler engines. Contact your local Kohler authorized dealer to learn more about Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits. Kohler, powering your profitability since 1920. Calling all landscape pros who want to get serious about healthy turf and a healthier bottom line. It's time to throw down new innovations. Built on 50 years of proven agronomic proficiency, Lesco fertilizers, control products, seed and equipment are engineered to produce more resilient turf. We'll continue to bring new technologies, so no matter the day, you'll always bring your A-game. Upgrade and outperform with Lesco. Visit site1.com slash Lesco today to learn more. You know who's proud to be one of the sponsors of this episode? Our friends at Nice Job. If you're looking for reputation marketing tools that work, visit NiceJob.com. From an automated review system that gives your clients ample opportunity to leave a five-star review to a high-converting website product that will get you more leads and sales. 
To learn all about how NiceJob can help your business grow, visit get.nicejob.com or check the link in the show description. All right, guys, we're back here in Mitchell's new shop. It's absolutely awesome. And uh, we're hearing a little bit about Lamont. I think we're all trying to kick him in the butt to quit Lowe's. That seems to be the census. Uh, three three unanimous votes, uh, correct, Casey? Oh, it's probably four or five. It's probably a dozen, <laughs> both feet. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, I want to switch gears to your story, Mitchell, because you've uh, taken a big um, um, change in your business to really um, you got a, you got a full-time career that, that's satisfying. That's good. Yes. And, and the problem was trying to manage that and have employees and, and, and a lot of customers and building a house, building a shop is just too much. And you kind of, uh, downsized a little bit this year. So now that some months have gone by, how is that schedule fitted with your lifestyle and, and overall mental health and things of that nature? The 2021 has been awesome. I mean, almost like zero stress as far as lawn care work is concerned, um, which that was my plan last year when I when I really downsized from being a full-time company and went from, you know, 80 plus accounts to like 17. But I still kept too much last year that I, I couldn't manage myself. So I had to rely on somebody and that was the, that's where it backfired. Um, but this year I made it to where I didn't have to rely on anybody but Mitchell uh, because he always shows up to work, even if he's got the sniffles, you know, I'm, I'm on time, you know, and, uh, it's been nice, uh, you know, not having to, to, you know, balance employees and all that stuff. And I feel for the guys that are having to do it now. Cause I think like, this is the worst possible time for employees because there's too many people that want to get paid to sit on their butt at home. And I don't know, I don't want to get this all political and everything, but that's a whole <laughs> other ball of wax. But, uh, the, the path that I'm on right now has been great, you know, and, and the number one goal was no stress. So uh, I have accomplished that. I've got, you know, like a day and a quarter worth of work. So um, I've got like an eight or nine hour day and then a three hour day. So it's, it's really, really nice. Um, I think I've only had maybe two weather delays this year. Unfortunately, it's been dry, but, uh, but things have been great. So clicking along. And this is going to be, you're going to kind of cruise on this schedule uh, going into the 2022 season. You kind of found your sweet spot, you think? Yeah, I'm I, not advertising, not marketing, not promoting, nothing. Just, uh, I just want to maintain. Control. Yeah. yeah, I just want to want to keep it the way it is. And I don't want anything to change. I don't want anything to upset what I've got going on right now. So what would you say to guys that are, uh, that, that have a career, not a career like Lamont situation where it's time to go from Lowe's, but yeah. they have a career that they don't want to give up, that they actually enjoy. I know we got school teachers, a fellow down in Texas, yeah. he's a school teacher and he coaches. Government jobs. And, and yeah, yeah, and he um, he wants to keep that. He feels a satisfaction in, in reaching the other ge- younger generation, but he's a weekend warrior. But the, then it's that balancing act and they're on the side of, I got too much and it's stressful. What would you say as someone who's kind of got a little victory with, with the schedule, uh, what would be your advice to the guy that's just burning it on both ends? I've been in that position. And that's why I ventured into going full time is because for, I don't know, it's probably three or four years, I was not saying no to anybody and I was taking on too much work. So I was doing the highway patrol thing, which is my full time gig. It's not going anywhere. Um, and then I was running Mitchell's lawn care, just me. And I, I had uh, I had it to where... You know, I had to have somebody helping me and 
it was, you know, we were doing 12, 14 hour days and it was just too much, you know? And I, I, I got to thinking I wasn't able to enjoy any free time, none of that stuff. I was working every freaking day, except for uh, to this day, I don't do Saturdays and Sundays um, unless weather, you know, forces me to. But if a guy or a girl is in the position where they have that, that job or career or whatever that they enjoy, that they don't want to let go, but they also have this little, you know, thing on the side that they're trying to, to maintain is step back and look at your quality of life. You know, uh, if it's, you know, are, are you able to spend time with, with family, loved ones and friends? Um, if not, you're doing something wrong. Um, you know, how's your stress level? You know, are you healthy? Are you, you know, underweight, overweight? Um, how's your diet? You know, if, if you're doing a lot of bad things, you're smoking a lot or drinking a lot, you're not spending time with family, something's wrong, you know? Um, not saying that some of those vices are a bad thing, but all in moderation, um, you know, and, and I, I got to a point where work was consuming my life, you know, and that's all I was doing. Wasn't going anywhere, wasn't taking vacation, wasn't doing anything. It was just, you know, sacrificing my free time in my life to run in the business and working for the patrol. And that's when I knew it was too, too much. Either I had to put someone in place to run the business or pull back completely. So I did the full-time thing for four years. And then when I got to the point where I was like, I don't need this mess anymore. I don't need the stress. I'm sick of it, blah, blah, blah. I scaled back to a place that where I should have stayed years ago, you know, and that was, you know, if, if there's a man or a woman in this position, like I am, keep just enough work, you know, you, you, your main career, your main job should be your bread and butter. That's what's going to pay the bills, put the roof over your head, put the food on the table, blah, blah, blah. Um, your side business is not that. So don't make it that if it's not meant to be that. The side thing is a side thing. It's meant to be side money, play money, whatever. And I had to switch my brain and my mentality to think that way, that, hey, Mitchell's lawn care is not meant to put food on my table and a roof over my head. And once I realized that, when I scaled back and also knew that, hey, this is not meant, not meant to stress me out also, that's when I made those necessary changes. So you've got to have that division, you know, that clear cut line that this is what's important, my main career, focus on it. And then do just enough on the side to keep that thing going and have all the other, you know, things in life, free time, whatever, a little bit of side money, no stress, whatever. So that's where I'm at with it right now. Yeah. Do you find more satisfaction when you're out there on the properties and it's, you're not stressing that you just enjoy making someone's property look better? Yeah, I do. Cause I, I enjoy riding motorcycles and it got to where it got to be a point where I didn't even have time to ride, you know, in the last few years. Um, but this year, alone like when i'm out on the mower and and you guys may get this way I, I, I don't know but when i'm on the mower i feel like i'm on the motorcycle because i've got my music playing i kind of i escape you know especially on the bigger properties it's oh, yeah. easy to do that on the bigger properties if you're on a small property a little postage stamp you know you crank the thing cut it off you don't have time to like escape you know what i'm saying so like i do some of my best thinking on the mower you know um, still focusing on what I'm doing so I don't mess the property up or do something <laughs> yeah. dangerous and stupid, up in the but pond. yeah, yeah, I don't end up in the pond, but, uh, you know, like think about life, like, you know, what are we going to do in the house or, you know, uh, you know, has Casey sprayed the yard he's supposed to spray or, uh, I'm just, I'm just jabby. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, sure. it, it's nice, you know, and, and getting on a, on a mower is relaxing, you know, um, maybe not in a hundred degree heat with, you know, hundred percent humidity like we have here, but, um, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. It's 
because it is a side hustle for me now and it's it's not such a beast that I've got to, you know, shovel so much coal in to keep it going. Um, you know, my business is my stress relief now. Call me crazy, but it is. Oh, yeah. Mr. Turner, talk to us about, thank you for sharing that, Mr. <laughs> I think that's really important that you guys listen because there's so much pressure to build it as big as you can. And and for some guys, that's that's a smart plan and you, you could sell it to one of the bigger companies and retire. But um, you're, and we've talked on the show before, your other career, you feel called to that. And, and there's a, a, a satisfaction in that mm-hmm. as well. So you're not trying to lose that to do this. And, yeah. and you found the, 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 I think you found a really good balance. Well, what, what's really cool, you know, people, people watching or listening may be wondering why these three guys right here, you know, and I really feel like there's a purpose because we couldn't be any more different yeah. between the two because what I've got going on, a full-time career side business, Casey is full-time but he's your solo guy. He's a full-time solo guy and he doesn't want employees. You, you probably couldn't pay the guy to have employees. No. So he's, he's your full-time guy. And then you've got Lamont who's got aspirations and dreams to, to be the full-time guy. And he's closer to it now than ever, but he still has the, the side job. That's not a main stay. And you know, that, that doesn't put, you know, a roof over your head. Um, so this circle right here couldn't be any more different. Um, and it's, it's cool because people can take away so much different stuff from the three stories that they'll hear. Um, you know, and Casey's got a really good one. Yeah, we're going to get into that. And just for the guys listening in context, we just interviewed Alex Kirby. He's got 25 employees. And um, Kyle Perkins, I think he has 27 employees. And the benefit of that is these guys are making bank. I mean, millions of dollars in revenue and, and they're pricing it correctly. So it's, you know, profit. There's a lot of money. It's beneficial. But the other thing that you can see all over their body language and over the, you know, the words they share on the air is it's stressful. The, the, the labor crisis, you alluded to it earlier with, you know, we're not going to get all political, but it was a daycare almost. Yeah. So we are in a labor crisis. And when you have, when you have the commitment of a hundred thousand dollars of revenue for maintenance a month, it's a, as a business owner, you have to follow through on your commitment. So you need laborers to do it and it's hard to find them. So it's, it's stressful. And I want to hear why you're not going down that route, why you found your sweet spot being solo and proud. Well, I mean, my dad and I started my dad, sorry, I should rephrase that. My dad started a company in 96 and I met Mitchell shortly after in high school and him and I were friends in high school and everything. We actually just made contact what, like five years ago again and really got knowing each other. Um, but when I was in high school, I got out on seventh period. I went to work that was still available back then. I don't know if it is now or not, but, um, I don't know if kids go to school anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But, uh, took two years (laughs) off from school and, um, I actually got to, uh, starting work on a golf course where my dad was already working. So that kind of got my that kind of got me back into it because our, our business had slowed down enough to where we had to find 40 hour weeks job elsewhere. It was just what it is. Um, but going back to the golf course and I really got the love for it again. So I actually ended up going back to school to get my turf grass degree. Um, and after that, after I graduated there, there was nowhere for me to go at the golf course going up. So a buddy of mine called me and I got into commercial world working for regional companies and I stayed at one for about eight years 
being an assistant grounds manager at High Point University. And that was a that was an eye opener in itself. If you ever want to get close to Disney World, there you go. That's like running Disney World there. But um, the whole time we were doing this and I was doing this, we were still having a side hustle. We still had dad's company and uh, we did it the best we could. We'd get off at three o'clock and go work till seven o'clock if we had stuff to do. But um, when I got married in 13, uh, my dad and I actually like split our business. We only had like 12 accounts at the time. It was winter time. So we split them down the middle. He took the low end. I took the high end residual. And being married to my wife, she's a school teacher. I knew I had that health insurance policy if I needed it. And I left High Point, went to work for Brightview in the, mer- in the middle of the merge. Mm-hmm. Worst four months of my life. I don't, don't wish that upon anybody. But then the branch here wasn't that all that great. But I actually got to work with another regional company looking over some uh, shopping centers and some local universities. And the whole time I was working there, I still had the side hustle. I was running my own business starting in 2014. And then it grew to the point of 2017. I was making as much on the side as I was working full time for somebody else. So that's when it was almost a no brainer and a click in the head of, all right, you got to, you got to jump ship and roll. And no sooner than I jumped ship, I doubled in size. And it's like Mitchell says, guys want to get out there and get on their own and just grow, 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 grow. And I did that and it worked out for a little while, but I had like 75 accounts. I was getting some help on the side from a buddy of mine. And then 2019 rolled around and I was like, Mm, I, I can't do this anymore. I had a few health issues. I was cracked back. My mower, um, mower was going down. I was buying a whole bunch of different stuff. But at that point, I um, I called one, called my buddy, and I was like, "Hey, you're wanting to start a business on the side. Here's your chance. I'm gonna give you this client. He's got 18 accounts. Have fun. Bill me at the end of the month." So I gave him his start and now he's actually gone out on his, he's pretty much out on his own and he's doing great. And I've got, um, I'm down to 30 accounts cause Mitchell's Mitchell has stayed on me hard the past few years. And he's like, you need to consolidate routes. You need to stop traveling as much. And sure enough, in the last two years, I've really consolidated a lot. I've gotten back. I'm not doing all these little postage stamp yards anymore where I'm there for like 10 minutes. But that one client that I had, he had 15 accounts down one road. So it wasn't all that bad, but I was tired of going out there. My buddy's doing them. He's loving it. He's doing great with them. But now I've consolidated back. I've done my root density, and now I'm making twice as much. You're doing fertilization and weed control. Are you mowing and stuff too, or just doing the foot um, squirt? My, my main focus is mowing. Okay. But full service accounts, and that's really all that I take on. I take on full service accounts, properties. I mow, I do the pruning, I do the mulching in the winter, and I do the treatments. And then on like every six to eight weeks, those three weeks or so, I'm spraying for buddies. I'm spraying mine. I'm spraying people that I've got on the side that I just spray for. But I've tried to calm that down a little bit and get control of that. And then my yards I've got pretty well control of. I'm having to change my route 
this month because I lost a property last month for Lord knows why, but I've already replaced them. So I'm not freaking out about it, but I'm trying to, the properties that I picked up were commercial. So I'm having to change my route just a little bit and turn it around to where I can start on say one side of my route and work my way to the other instead of vice versa like it has been. What is your uh, truck and equipment that services both your mowers plus your fertilization uh, setup? What have you found works best for a solo guy doing both mowing and fertilization and weed control? Um, For me right now, the only thing I wish I had was a 16-foot trailer enclosed, which I've got a 14-foot, but 16-foot's probably coming here in the next year or two. Um, but so far right now, now that I've gotten rid of my half-ton pickup truck that everybody knows that I was carrying a 200-gallon spray tank in. I got to interject. Anybody listening, Paul, I know you're aware of this, but uh, some of the people out Midwest, they may not know or, or heard of the squat trucks. Carolina squat. That we, <laughs> that we, uh, that we clown on. Have you seen, you seen squat trucks? You, okay. So they call them the Carolina squat anyway. Uh, but we, we had to pick on my man Casey here cause his, his truck looked like a squat truck. Um, and I was doing the squat with stocks, but he had legit <laughs> stuff in the back, but it looked like a squat truck, man. And he had a big old tank. It was it was overworked. I, I and had it was two wood dry. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was two wood dry, not four wood dry. He was getting it. He was getting. Hey, it. He would. I was able to get it done. Luckily, that truck got me an extra hundred thousand miles. I got it paid off, and I actually sold it not too long ago before I bought my Dodge twenty five hundred Cummins that I've got that now has a spray tank in the back that now can haul a full seven by fourteen enclosed trailer without squatting. <laughs> so, but I love my truck. I love the tank in the back, and I've actually added a Z-spray in the last uh, six months, and that's helped out a little bit. Um, mostly, I bought it for the fall stuff. I'm still pulling hose as much as I can on some of the bigger things when it's not 95% humidity outside, because that'll absolutely kill you. <laughs> but um, I'm liking my setup right now. And you're capped. You're, you're not even considering getting an employee. You're, you want to stay solo. That's, that's just one of the main reasons why I went out on my own. The last business, the last company I worked for was regional doing shopping centers and universities. We had like eight employees, maybe 10. And it was always somebody worrying about what somebody else is doing. I'm like, just take care of yourself. Don't worry about them. You've got your list. They've got their list. Go. And sometimes they'd have to work together, but I, I tried to keep them separated as possible so nobody could watch what the other one's doing. Then somehow I find out this crew is backtracked and come to watch the other one. I'm like, so you're not getting your stuff done. Hmm. Go to work. <laughs> but I mean, that, that just, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Just, I didn't want any more employees. I'm not going to deal with it for as long as possible. So... Well, I appreciate you sharing uh, your insights there, Casey. We're going to kick it back to the producer, Mr. Producer, real quick. I'm going to keep an eye on my equipment, make sure we got everything uh, running. I've been wounded. I uh, did an interview at the Toro Company in Minnesota one time, and we're sitting down like this uh, with Mitch Hoffman and, and, and Jared and the team there at Toro, and we get all done, and I go to look at this actual uh, roadcaster right here, and the red button was green and the timestamp was all zeros. So I have this scar, this wound, this paranoid, uh, where I always got to check to make sure we're not doing anything in vain because I've done it before on the highest stage at, at Toro. So I got to make sure everything's rolling, but we'll be right back with Mitchell 
Casey and Lamont from uh, Calfax. No. Uh, Colfax. No. C-O-L. Just, just commit. <laughs> just say Mitchell Shop. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. Thanks again to Nice Job, Site One, Kohler Engines, and Echo for powering our second annual summer road tour. And don't forget to smash that follow button to stay up to date with the newest episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.